0: Turn up your volume, because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast with Tony Marinero. Sports entertainment like no other. It's going to be sick. Brought to you by Essentia, the world's only natural memory foam mattress. Beyond organic sleep. Cherry River hard seltzer. Only 90 calories, natural flavors, and no preservatives. Now available in Quebec grocers and the Beer Store. And Johnny Bootlegger's Whiskey Old Fashioned is both refreshing and authentic to the classic cocktail. Available now at Saks near you.
1: Marinero, Sandro Grande, The Sick Podcast, and Euro 2020 is over. And your winners... (SILENCIO) <SILENCIO>
0: Fratelli Italia
2: Italia
0: Se cresta nel di cipio, se cinta la
1: testa dove la vittoria, le
2: polgara
0: chioma che schiariva
2: il Roma, il Dio la.
1: Oh, 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 oh. Sì, e l'Italia e e la, la Italia Obeda, Italia Victoria, Italia Victoria, Italia Roma, Italia Roma, Roma, Italia Roma, Italia 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 morte Italia Stringiamoci siamo pronti
0: alla
1: We did it, What a game! Yeah, ma- what ma- a man. game! Mamma mia,
2: Valio! Mamma mia, che roba! Unbelievable! What a day, man! What a day!
1: <laughs> what a day to be Italian. All right. In case you missed it, uh, you missed something absolutely spectacular, especially. For us fans of the Italian national team, 1-1 was the score after 120 minutes of play. They go to penalties in which Italy prevails 3-2 on penalties. Sandro, let's talk about, if we can, the starting lineup with Donnarumma in goal. Of course, on central defense, Chiellini and Bonucci, we'll get to them in just a second because they were instrumental today. Uh, Emerson at left back, Di Lorenzo at right back. A midfield of Jorginho in between Veratti to his left, Barella to his right, Ciro Immobile playing up top, Lorenzo Insigne at left wing, and Federico Chiesa at right wing. Sandro Mancini didn't want to sway away from his traditional 4-3-3, but right up until th- this morning, he was actually thinking of a false nine, according to all reports.
2: Yeah. Um, Look, the reality is that when they played Woody Mobile up top, uh, the three at the back from England were going to be tough to beat. Um, They're very physical, very big. uh, Walker's really quick. um, So it was going to be difficult to play with a, a, a typical number nine. And he might have got his inspiration from Luis Enrique in Spain and uh, see how they uh, tried to drag out Bonucci and Chiellini in, in the semifinals. And um, you know what? When he made that change and he put Insignia as a false nine, uh, things really started to, uh, to move. And, and uh, we were really creating a lot of um, uh, danger, havoc. Uh, they, they were having a hard time finding solutions to, uh, to counter our, our tactics.
1: For England, Pickford in goal, a back three of stones with Walker on his right, Maguire on his left, a right-wing uh, right back, which is Trippier, a left-wing back, which is Luke Shaw. In front of the back line, you have Rice and Phillips. In front of them, you have Sterling on the right and Mount on the left and Harry Kane up top. Sandro, we knew that they were going to play. Uh, they were gonna, England was going to engage their fullbacks, and that could have put Italy in trouble. We knew that they were going to probably play a few long balls to Harry Kane, and that possibly could put Italy in trouble. There was a concern, of course, which was going to be Raheem Sterling's speed. And some of those concerns that we just talked about manifested themselves just two minutes into the game. Trippier down the right flank. He crosses it and goes over a couple of defenders and goes over Di Lorenzo and goes right to Luke Shaw, who hits it, catches it on the bounce. Boom, and he beats Donnarumma. Short side.
2: Italy stunned England, uh, England stunned Italy
1: two minutes into the game.
2: Yeah, it was a quick start. I actually uh, texted uh, my brother before the game and I said, Italy's going to have to manage the first eight to 10 minutes because I think these guys are going to come out firing uh, own stadium, uh, legendary, like historical Wembley stadium, uh, you know, a temple of of football um, with a packed house. There hasn't been a packed house in a stadium in England for, uh, what now, uh, 13, 14 months. Um, I knew it was going to be fire coming out of the gates. And uh, unfortunately, I was wrong. I was right because they scored after two minutes. And um, all my fears before the game just came true at that moment. And I said to myself, you know what? We really got to hold on tight now because it's probably going to be 15 minutes of... um, of rocking and rolling here on the field and if and if this can get out of hand really quickly
1: having said that if you give up a goal sometimes it's actually better that you give it up early on because you have 88 minutes to tie up the game and i remember what happened with uh italy versus france at the 2006 world cup i don't think the game was uh if memory serves me right i don't even think the game was 10 minutes old when france got that penalty kick and zinedine zidane converted italy went down they were able to come back anyway We're going to get to that a little bit uh, later, but uh, it's the SICK Podcast. I'm Marinero and uh, live with uh, former professional player, Sandro Grande. And the show is brought to you by Essentia, the world's only natural memory foam mattress. Go to myessentia.com slash SICKPOD and use code SICKPOD for a free pillow with your purchase. Essentia Beyond Organic Sleep. And Sandro, Italy woke up after the first two minutes. They were asleep for the first two. But then as the game went on, they got progressively better and they started to dictate the tempo of the game, and the only problems they had was in the final third because, of course, England had five players back, maybe even more than that, you know, and and a couple of – they they looked like they had seven or eight players back. They were trying to play very, very defensive, which they're not used to playing. But as the game went on, Italy was looking more and more comfortable.
2: Yeah, I think uh, England came out in a totally different formation uh, than they've – I don't think they played one game in the, in the tournament with that 3-4-3 three, three formation. Um, it caused Italy some some difficulties. Uh, it's normal. Uh, you're going to have to get used to it. You're going to have to figure out where players are uh, on the pitch, where the space is, you know, what what spaces we have to try uh, closing off. And uh, they they took a bit of time. I think it took them about uh, 12, 13 around the 15th minute mark where they started to realize, okay, this is, you know, now we can start getting into the groove. And, and they really started uh, coming out and keeping the ball and playing at their tempo. And uh, I think England, uh, first half was uh, possession 68-32 with only one shot on goal for England. And uh, we had, we had uh, four, three or four decent, no, I wouldn't say top-notch chances, but, you know, decent chances. And uh, we started gaining confidence. And I said uh, to myself, you know what, let's just, just take this to the half and not concede. And then uh, I think in second half, we're going to be able to go and uh, go and equalize.
1: With Sandro Grande, I'm Tony Marinero. It's a sick podcast. Excellent photo, a shout out to them. Century located close to downtown shopping and universities in Montreal. Ships to all of Canada. Professional staff at the store and online to help you choose the gear you really need. That picture of Jorginho lying on the ground. And at one point takes off his cleat, and they go to him, they start spraying him down. Uh, he took a pretty big knock. So did Federico Chiesa in this game. We'll get to him a little bit later. But, Sandro, they're down one nothing. I see Jorginho get hurt, and at that point, that's probably the only time I'm nervous in that game because he had himself a hell of a tournament. They lose him. They're in trouble.
2: Yeah, I think um, I've said it in the past. I know I might be biased by saying this, but the reality is that I I played in that type of position and it's one of the most underrated positions on the pitch. But as we saw this tournament, and I'm glad 2021 came and people got to see the Euro because people got to see guys like Sergio Busquets, who does not score goals. He's fantastic, by the way. Who probably does not have many assists. But Sergio Busquets and Tony Cruz and Jorginho and Veratti and these players that play in those types of positions can control a game on their own. And um, we are lucky to have Jorginho. We were lucky in the past to have Andrea Pirlo. And um, and I think Jorginho had a fantastic tournament, was one of the I think one of the best players in the tournament uh, all around. And uh, it was a worrying uh, moment when he was on the ground. And luckily, he was uh, able to uh, to fight through it and just uh, keep on going.
1: You talked about Marco
2: Veratti. How tall
1: is he? 5'5"? 5'5", 5'6". All right. Uh, it's all about will. The Bonucci goal. There's a ball that goes in the air, and it's Veratti that heads it. And then, boom, the ball falls there to Bonucci who has great instincts, by the way. Every time that ball is around there, Bonucci finds himself right place at the right time. Not a lot of central defenders have that knack to do that, and he's able to put it into the empty cage. Harry Kane is there trying to stop it. It goes in. Verratti, five foot five, the will, the guts, the determination. You saw it on that play. And we're not even talking about his strokes of genius throughout the game. I thought he was colossal today for Italy.
2: Uh, I would like to see the stats. I don't have the stats, but I would like to know how many passes he missed today, how many successful passes he had, how many balls he recuperated. And you said something, Tony. He's five foot five, five foot six, and I have this um, discussion with many people, um, and I hear this comment often: um, No, if the best athletes in the U.S. would play soccer, soccer is a different. Animal, it is a different beast. Soccer, football, our football is about brains, technique, positioning, and awareness on the field. That's the first and foremost. That you can run fast or you can be as strong as you want with muscles all over your body. That's not gonna dictate how good you are as a footballer. And sometimes case, I look case at case in
1: point, case in point. The fastest player on the field was or one of them was probably Raheem Sterling. He's a guy that everyone was talking about all tournament long. He did nothing today. The nothing. biggest, one of the biggest, strongest on the field was Harry Kane. He did nothing. Why? Because Italy's positioning from their midfield and their entire back line, Italy Italy made one mistake. It led to an England goal. They adjusted you never saw that mistake again they gave it they gave england very little today very little
2: yeah and i was surprised look again i'm, I'm you know i'm not going to sit in my house and start talking about uh, garrett southgate he's a fantastic coach he brought them all the way to the finals um, i was surprised that he went with a 3 343 i was actually a bit nervous after 10 15 minutes because i'm like this is working for them uh, they're putting us in in a little bit of difficulty here with this shape and then as soon as they started having a little bit of uh, difficulty, England that was, uh, he went back into their original, you know, four three three, four two three one type type formation, and uh, I I found like he gave up, he gave up on what he came into the game uh, wanting to do, and um, as soon as he gave up, then we just started taking even more yardage on the field, even more space, even more uh, dominant uh, dominance in in uh, in possession. So. Um, I thought he was brilliant to come up with this 3-4-3. Three, three. Um, I thought he should have stuck with it a little bit more and maybe just make some small little tweaks here and there. Uh, but like you said, I mean, look, uh, everybody knows it. Italians um, won't have the greatest footballers in the world. Uh, we've had very, very good footballers like Totti and Baggio and, and Pirlo. Uh, but we've never had a Messi or a Neymar or a a, a, a Maradona or a Pele or, Ronaldo, or Cristiano Ronaldo. But the reality is, is, tactically, the players in 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 Italy are very very intelligent. The staff, the coaching staff, uh, their coaching education at Coverciano is by far, by far one of the one of the top ones. They're able to teach their coaches tactics. Um, and how to adjust and look—they—they—they they, they, they showed at this tournament, and um, I'm happy for uh, for 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 Roberto Mancini because not a lot of people have spoken about him, and not a lot of people have given him enough credit. But he's fantastic—a fantastic persona. For me, I think the players all love him. Oh, the feeling I got from my screen. what a
1: players coach he is—it's unbelievable.
2: And then he surrounds himself with Gianluca Vialli, who's another players coach. With Attilio Lombardo, who's another player's coach. With De- Daniele De Rossi, I don't know if you saw his celebrations in the dressing room sliding. I saw, I saw it on the tables. You know? They
1: put a little bit of champagne and he dove and he this, dove right these, across. These, I these saw are it. all
2: things that bring guys together and 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 just Bonucci said in his press conference, we just kept on getting closer and closer and closer as a group, and and we, we really wanted to work for each other. And
1: Bonucci, what a game by Bonucci. What a game yep. by Chiellini today. What a game by Bonucci. What a game by Chiellini. What a game by everyone. What an incredible game it was. You talked about Mancini, uh, former Sampdoria player, of course, played with the Italian national team. His teammate with Sampdoria, Gianluca Vialli, his assistant, you sh- they showed them in an embrace after the game. It was very, very emotional. Uh, it was really something. You want your Italy gear, by the way. They got these beautiful hoodies at sportbuffshop.com for all of your officially licensed sports apparel and more. Use code 615 for 15% off on all of their items. So if you go on their website, sportbuffshop.com, you're going to go to uh, other and then my country, and you'll be able to get your Italy hoodie. It's absolutely beautiful. All right. Okay. So uh, moving on, you talked about Gareth Southgate before, and you talked about Roberto Mancini, and you said, you know, who am I to the – I'm going to tell you right now. Southgate blew it. He blew it. I want to get to their substitutions and Italy makes their substitutions, of course. And we know who they are. Barella comes out at the 54th and Cristante comes in. Immobile goes out at the 54th and Berardi comes in. Then later on at the 86th, because of an injury to Chiesa, Chiesa goes out, Bernadeschi comes in. At the 91st, so going into extra time, Insigne comes out uh, and Belotti comes in. Veratti at the 96th goes out, Locatelli comes in. And at the 118th, Emerson comes out and Florenzi comes in. Those were the six substitutions by Italy. And when you go to extra time, you can uh you know, you can you can have six. Um, England made five. Uh Trippier went out, Saka came in, Rice went out, Henderson came in, Mount went out, Grealish came in, then Henderson went out at the 120th, and Rashford came in, and Walker went out at the 120th, and Sancho came in. These two substitutions, Sandro to bring in Rashford and Sancho, you know as well as I do, the Southgate brought them in specifically for the penalties. Specifically. I wasn't even sure he was going to be able to get them in because I thought Italy was going to hold on to the ball. And, and anyway, if they would have come in and they would have scored on their penalty shots, he looks like a hero. But there's a risk. They're coming in Cold. And chances are the penalty kick is going to be the first time they touch the ball. And they both missed their penalty kick, Sandro. And that's, that's on Southgate. First of all, first of all, uh, he chooses Saka to take the final PK. He's 19 years old. Sancho's 21. Rashford's young too. History has shown they usually go with veteran players and not with younger players. And he went with two players that were cold. And I'm sure you're going to find it very odd that the two offensive players came in for two defensive players off an Italy corner kick at the 120th minute.
2: Yeah, uh, look, when I saw those changes coming in, it was a defensive corner for them. Coming off the field was was Kyle Walker, who's on defense on defensive corners is always in the box uh, jumping. He brought on he brought off Henderson, uh, who's another defensive type player who goes and look for the ball. Uh, who's definitely in the box defending corners. And you bring in two young guys, like you said, two young guys on a defensive corner. And if you remember correctly, on that defensive corner, Italy gets ahead on it. And they're lucky, he's lucky, Um, that this ball doesn't end up going in the net. Because if the ball goes in the net, he he's going to be like, like, with the media, with the... The English, he's going to have to answer a lot, a lot of questions on that one, you know. Uh, and then, uh, to my surprise, they don't even go into a different shape or anything. He has Marcus Rashford playing right back, um, and Italy recognized that right away, like within a, cu- a few seconds, and it started attacking towards towards the left side all the time because they wanted to put him under pressure. Uh, you know, this is Marcus Rashford. This is uh, <laughs> one of the strikers of Manchester United he's a winger he's a striker he's a goal scorer and all of a sudden he's playing right back i mean look tony you know me very well i coach i coach younger kids and and i like for these all these young kids to play multiple positions but yeah yeah, we're in the euro cup final there's no time for those kinds of of risks um he took a huge huge risk i think he could have left in jordan henderson and just take out maybe um phillips in the middle um and, and but it, it was it was a, a very risky play. If it was going to work out, it was going to be great for him. Um, but it didn't work out and, and unfortunately he blew it.
1: Yeah he blew, he blew it. it. That's blew it. it. And um, look, I, I got to tell you, the better team doesn't always win, all right so I'm very sympathetic to that because Spain played better than Italy and yeah. probably deserved a better fate and Italy won. Today, I thought once again, Italy was sleeping for the first two minutes. England looked comfortable for the first 20. Italy looked much better for the next 100 minutes. And then, of course, we're talking about penalty kicks. And penalty kicks, as you know, they can go either way. But heroes are made on penalty kicks. And what can we say about Donnarumma? I thought he was the best goalkeeper in the world going into this tournament. I think clearly he has to have that tag right now. Sandro, it's just, listen, it's an opinion because I, I, I shared this today with so many people that I saw in RDP, and and by the way, I watched the game at Kitchen 73 in RDP on Mores du Plessis, and uh, it was nice to see sophistication, uh, event rentals, live music, DJ, sound system, tents, chairs, tables, decor lighting, photo booth, and TV screens. They set up uh, a big 65-inch screen um, at, uh, at Kitchen 73, you can call them at 514-570-5770. And then I partied there for a couple of hours, made my way back to Villa Sal, partied there for a couple of hours. So I got the best of both worlds. But Donnarumma was a guy that everyone was talking about. And I talked about him to a lot of people tonight. And Sandro, I think it's just, once again, it's, it's a prediction. It is what it is. When all is said and done, I think Donnarumma will end up being probably the best goalkeeper of all time. He certainly has that potential, that talent, and that ability.
2: I don't, uh, I don't disagree. I don't disagree. Uh, he plays the game um, as a goalkeeper in a totally different way, and it reminds me a little bit of. Um, so Buffon was Buffon. Buffon is yes. is is the god of all gods of and he, of and it could end
1: up and Buffon might end up being the greatest of all time, and it might not be Donnarumma because Buffon had longevity, exactly and unbelievable leadership. Okay, so I don't know if Donnarumma is going to have Buffon's longevity, but I think his dominance for whatever period of time it will be will end up being superior to that of
2: Gigi's. Yeah, what strikes me with uh, Donnarumma is um, a little bit like Manuel Noor in uh, 2014, in, in that period of four or five years where he was playing 30 yards off his line, 20 yards off his line, he was playing like almost like a sweeper keeper. Uh, he was doing something that that we hadn't seen very, very often and, and he was and he was doing it fantastic like in, in, in a way that we've we've we, we weren't used to. and uh, not many goalies are able to do it because maybe they don't have the confidence. But Manuel Noor was doing it, and he was doing it with ease, and he was making it look so simple. Now, Donnarumma is not doing that. But what Donnarumma is doing in his box, he is never on his line. He is always three or four feet off his line. On corner kicks, um, if there's an in-swinger, he's about two, three feet off his line. If it's an out-swinger, he's about six, seven feet off his line it it's uh, it's it, i've never seen a goalkeeper do this um, there's been free kicks like 30 30 35 yards away from goal yep. to one of the sides and he's like not even in goal and guys are trying to shoot on net uh, because they see him out of the net but he 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 puts he puts himself in a position where first of all it's very risky if you succeed you look like a genius and he he it seems like he succeeds all the time yeah um no, honestly, he's he's uh, he's gonna be he's gonna be one of the greats if he can keep that longevity, like you said, because yep. uh, you know guys like uh, uh, I want to say Buffon, I want to say uh, even Manuel Noor, I want to say Peter Schmeichel. Uh, these guys were at that level for many, 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 many years, and Donnarumma's 22 years old. How many appearances will he have at 37, 38 years old with the national team or with his club team? This guy's gonna have. Over a thousand appearances, yeah. he's he's going to destroy records, destroy you well, this is
1: you know, you talked about free kicks. I want to talk about penalty kicks. I don't remember when was the last time I saw players approach their keeper minutes before the penalty kicks were going to happen, hugging him, laughing. uh he's smiling back. basically, The guys were telling him, it's your time now. Go out there and do it. And the confidence, I just, I don't know what it must feel like being one of the players, but from watching the confidence that I have in Donnarumma when they go to penalty kicks. And rarely does he not guess the right corner. Like he is fantastic at penalty kicks. Most of the time he knows where it's going. And by the way, credit to Harry Kane. That was a fantastically taken PK today. Where Donnarumma guessed right, but I mean, he just he couldn't get to it because it was perfect. Rashford felt the pressure of the world on his shoulders because he felt like he too needed the perfect shot to beat Donnarumma. And because of that, he rang one off the post. So, anyway, that's I want to talk to you about Jorginho. Jorginho goes with the hop again and missed his penalty. If he would have converted, Italy would have won the game right there. Um, I'll never criticize a player for missing a PK. But what I thought was interesting was that Bellotti and Jorginho changed their corner that they were kicking at from the last game. And I don't know. I for what it's worth, I would not suggest that. I suggest that I would suggest, you know, if you scored, you keep on going with the same corner. But listen, if they would have scored, then I don't have a point. So but I thought that was interesting that they went with a different shot a couple of days after.
2: Yeah, look, uh, you know what? Um, so statistics was against Italy because nobody's ever won two uh, penalty shootouts in in one tournament. Um, and going into that 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 penalty shootout, I said to myself, whoever it is, the second time that they're shooting, that they shot the other day against Spain, I said to myself, they need to shoot down the middle. They need to which, shoot down which the middle. Ben did, which Ben did. Because the goalies are diving, and the reality is, people have never seen a guy like Donnarumma um, uh, up close. Donnarumma is like probably six foot five, six foot six. Yeah, with a wingspan of like six, seven feet, he can touch the. He could almost touch the post um, just lying down. Uh, so it's really, really tough nowadays. It's really tough. Look, Busquets probably didn't miss one pass against Italy. In the whole game, in the whole hundred twenty yeah. minutes, and then he gets to the to the to the penalty spot, and there's one person to beat, and he's eleven meters away from the from the goal, and he misses a pass into the net, where he hasn't missed. So it's not about technique, it's not about uh, speed of the shot, angle of the shot, all this yeah. stuff. All this stuff goes into play, yes, but the reality is is that at that point it becomes nerves. And um, last year or the year before. I was coaching college we went into penalty shots and the sporting director of the college uh, told me he's a football he's a football guy he's, he's more American football. he told me he goes, today having experienced Montmorency in penalty shootouts, I don't think there's any other sport where this type of situation um, comes up in a, in a game. This is unique to soccer a penalty shootout is really really hard and I said, well, you have the, the, the kicker in football. And he goes, the kicker in football is totally different. It's not the same thing. This is one person against one person. The guy has to walk 50 yards up the field. And I, and I start to think about it, and it. It's a really unique situation, and you can't prepare for it. You cannot prepare yeah. for it.
1: And, Sandra, if- you're going to get a lot of people today that are going to say it's probably an unfair way to decide a game. Um, probably those people that are going to say that were people that were cheering for England, Um I'm not going to hide it. As you know, I was cheering for Italy. Of course, you were cheering for Italy. Those are our roots. Nobody felt sorry for us when we lost in 1994. As a matter of fact, they still mock Roberto Baggio, and they mock us fans of the Italian national team for Baggio putting one in the sky in 94. And, uh, you know, uh, it's it's not an easy way to lose. That's for sure. It's a tough way to lose. But uh, all credit, and credit to England who battled but, um, you know, all we heard all week was it's coming home, and instead it's going Rome and not coming home. So uh, you have your, uh, your Cherry River, heart uh, seltzer, only 90 calories, natural flavors, and no preservatives like I know you like them and now available in Quebec grocery stores and the beer store as well. Sandro, salute. This is for you. You and I, we didn't see Cheers. each other today other than now. Cheers to the Italian national team. Hold Cheers. on. Auguri. Uh, yeah, you're right about that. Okay, so now I know it's a long ways away. Uh, it's going to be in 2022, the World Cup, but if you can place your bet on my bookie and go to MyBookie.ag slash the Sick Podcast and use code sickpicks for a 50% deposit bonus bet, win, get paid. Uh, do you prefer the Euro tournament or do you prefer the World Cup because World Cup in Qatar is coming up in 2022? And what do you think of Italy's chances of winning the World Cup about a year and a half from now?
2: Um... I think there's a few things that go into play there. Uh, One is they're playing in December. So finally, for the first time in history, um, the players are not going to come there tired. That's the first thing. Um, Second, I don't know what the weather is going to be like because apparently it's going to be 40, 50 degrees, even in the winter there. Um, Yes. We're talking about
1: Qatar, by the way. Of course. We're talking about
2: Qatar, yeah. Yeah. And um, they are going to have air conditioning stadiums. So hopefully... The stadiums are closed. There's air conditioning. Everything is fine. Um, do I prefer the Euro? I prefer the Euro uh, to the World Cup. I find uh, the World Cup is fascinating because it's mm-hmm. the whole world. Um, but the football at the Euro is is a top-notch, top-notch football. Tactically, the teams have it down-packed. Um, I like the World Cup because you get to see African teams with some flair, you get to see some South American teams, uh, which the South American teams, if people don't know, usually uh, uh, have produced the best players in the in in the, in the world in the history of soccer. Uh, many many uh, uh, top 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 talents come from South America, so yep. that's fascinating. Um, but then you get some weaker teams, and that's where it becomes a little bit, uh, yeah, you know, a little bit less attractive. But look, it's the World Cup. Uh, there's no other sport like it. No. Uh, we saw two amazing
1: teams on Saturday night, by the way, in the final of the Copa America, Argentina versus Brazil. Argentina and Lionel Messi prevailed by a score of one to nothing, winning the Copa America, and now no one can say that Lionel Messi cannot win the big one because he did. so.
2: Yeah, wow, he did. What a, weekend. You know what? The, the Copa America, Tony, is not even this – is, this is something totally different. Uh, totally – you're not going to see the nice little football that you're going to see in the Euro – because it's really culture against culture. It, it, the, the passion, the, 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 fight, the fighting spirit behind those Copa America games were nothing nothing uh, similar to, to the European game, you know? But then when the European, uh, when the South America Cracks American teams, in the ankles, shots
1: from behind, blood seeping through the socks, a real war.
2: Yeah, a real course, war. It was a battle. But then when those South American teams end up playing in the World Cup, they end up playing yeah. beautiful football. Yeah. Because the reality is, is that if we look at Brazil, Gabriel Jesus, Neymar, Richarlison, Lucas Paqueta, Casemiro, they have all these phenoms, uh, Argentina with Messi and Di Maria and Lautaro Martinez and Aguero. Looks
1: fantastic. What's that
2: fantastic. Was that? Paul was fantastic. Yeah, the Paul the Paul was uh, yeah, was good yesterday. Was fantastic. He was very very good. So, but today wow. it's all about Italy. <laughs> what a day!
1: Where did you watch? So I told you I was I was at Kitchen Seventy Three in RDP on what is Plessis. I had a chance to celebrate in uh, in RDP. Make my way back to La La Salle. Celebrate there, Sandra. I have to tell you. I mean, uh, obviously, we're 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 pa- we're proud for Italy. We're proud for the players. We're proud for the coaching staff. We're proud for the country. I was, I was proud for our kids and, and all of this young generation because, once again, Italy's last championship was back in 2006. That was 15 years ago. Um, even if you were 20 years old and you were five years old at the time, chances are you pretty much don't remember what happened when you were five years old. So, you know, anyone under 20 really never celebrated An Italy win. They never watched it. They never saw it. And now they had a chance to celebrate And I hope they were able to all take it in because, as you know, sports, you can't take things for granted. You don't know when you're ever going to get back. It's it's not an easy tournament to win. The Euro's not easy. The World Cup is not easy. Like people here in Montreal know, a Stanley Cup is not easy. They've been trying to win one since 1993. You got to the final. You just don't know when you're ever going to get back. So I was happy to see the young generation enjoy it. Uh, and have you know parades and you know honking of the horn and fog horns and whistles and music and you know for them having a chance to show their the pride that they have for their country and their Italian national team. I thought it was a just an unbelievable day it's a day I'm never gonna forget,
2: yeah, and um you know this is this is why like i i I really truly hope that the kids. The clubs the clubs in in Canada um, you know use these types of moments when these these big tournaments come around uh, you know every couple of years every, they need to we need to start using these types of moments to to push the game in Canada um, the game is a beautiful game we're not lacking inscriptions uh, we're not lacking infrastructure. Uh, We're not lacking the joy of playing soccer because a lot of kids love playing soccer. Uh, We need to help them. We need to help them with the system around them because moments like yesterday night with Messi and and Neymar playing against each other, um, and today Italy, England in the Temple of Soccer in in, in Wembley, uh, these are moments that a country like Canada needs to push forward and not just forget about it in, in 48 hours.
1: In the meantime, uh, and it really was, it, you know, it, here we are, we're in the heart of our summer, and for us fans of the Italian national team, it really became an Italian summer. I can't think of a better way to go out with Italy winning the Euro. It was 1-1 versus England in the final, and then 3-2 on penalties with Unestate Italiana. Why don't we do it together, sing one more time. That's <laughs>
2: Huh? Man, I love this song. Yeah. And they played it, they had them play it at the end of the game. On the, on the speakers in the, in the Wembley Forse Stadium. Forse
0: non sarà una canzone. A cambiare, A cambiare le regole
1: del gioco. Free, free concert in Montreal for all of you. Marinara. Aaron, <laughs> <laughs> Voglio viverla così questa avventura. Senza frontiere con il cuore in gola. Sandro, we did it. E' il mondo di una giostra di colori. E' il vento accarezza La le bandiere. bandiere. Arriva un brivido e ti trascina via. Echoli una braccio, la follia. Here it is, my favorite part.
0: Notte no magica, inseguendo, inseguendo. gol sotto,
1: sotto il cielo. Vi state italiana.
2: italiana. We did it, Sandro. We, we did it, it, man. We did it. I can't wait so too loud. My, my my kids are all sleepy.
1: <laughs> Mine are sleepy too, Sandro. But you know what? Italy doesn't win every day. That's it, that's it. <laughs> Sandro, in ending. Sandro, in ending. Yeah. Huh? We had turkey for supper. <laughs> we had Swiss cheese for supper. We had uh, whale for supper. for supper we had ostrich for supper we had belgian waffles for supper yep. we had spanish paella for supper and today we had english muffins sandra we had english muffins today.
2: Bobby, oh, english muffins
1: <laughs> england wanted to beat italy in soccer come <laughs> on we did it, Sandro. We did it. It's <laughs> we a sick podcast. It. He's Sandro Grande. No, I'm Marinaro. No, no. Sandro, thank you. The love. Oh, my God. What a day to be Italian. What a day to be a fan Amazing. of the Italian national team. Amazing. Roberto Mancini. Thank you. Sei un grande. Sei Sei un grande. grande. Thank you, Roberto. Thank you, Sandro. It's a sick podcast. Grazie, I'm Marinaro. We are going to have a fantastic summer in Montreal after all. See you, Sandro. Ciao, Tony. Ciao, ciao. Ciao a tutti.
0: And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow The Sick Podcast on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. The Sick Podcast is brought to you by Essentia, the world's only natural memory foam mattress. Beyond organic sleep, Cherry River hard seltzer, only 90 calories, natural flavors, and no preservatives. Now available in Quebec grocers and the Beer Store and Johnny Bootlegger's Whiskey Old Fashioned. He's both refreshing and authentic to the classic cocktail. Available now at Saks near you.